Thank you for listening to From the Friar. This is Ellie. And this is Leon. Thank you all so much for joining us on another episode. Today we'll be talking about Married at First Sight, Season 14, Episode 16, Are You In or Are You Out? I'm out. You're out just fully this episode? <laughs> I mean, I don't blame you. No, I'm no, pretty no. much there too. Definitely out on this Decision Day special prior to Decision Day. I feel like production, they're so, so aware of all the podcasters like us and just people that are bringing up their opinions, their their thoughts, their guesses on what couples will be in, will be out. And they kind of figured, let's just do our own thing. Let's create more content. No. Let's add another episode. You know what it feels like? Do you know what Pillow Talk is on 90 Day Fiance? Yeah, and kind of all those yeah, spinoffs. It's, it's basically you're rewatching the you're watching people watch the episode. Yes, you're watching old cast members watch the episode, and this is exactly what that feels like. But instead of a home setting, it's in a studio setting. So I'm not looking forward to it. We personally don't watch that or talk about it. Would this be like the business casual version of Pillow? <laughs> yes, Talk? like a little elevated. <laughs> I like the folks that are on that exactly. they previewed, but I don't really like the idea because I really just want to see the decision day. We have been through, put through so much as the viewing audience. This oh. has felt so dragged out as it is, and you're going to give us a second recap episode, essentially? I, no, too I, much. I think Alyssa and Chris really threw the energy off for this season of just the way things are set up, the way... Couples hanging out, uh, whether activities, too much, activities too much. that are required a certain amount of people to be a part of. I just feel like it's been simultaneously boring and too much because these are not good couples on in any way. I feel like everyone has been matched on trauma and not on are these actually good couples. Also, I'll keep this rant short because I'm going to talk about it during the episode, but the lack of any expert input but them having clear problems in areas that these experts are experts in is wild multiple couples are having intimacy issues did we see dr viviana like less than twice yes less than twice yes less than twice are you saying once (laughs) well two times or less sorry okay but in a two-month time span yeah i feel like they either cut her shit out or she just was not there So that's the rumor is she is actually no longer on the show. And so they've cut her sections. Oh, I I did not know this. I feel like then, I don't know, something should have made up for this. And even if she was cut, there still should have been more expert time with the remaining experts. I feel like we've rotated through a few of them. We have. Maybe she fell in love with a cast member. Oh. Hey, I'm rooting for them. That's fine. All right. Do you want to get into it? Let's do it. Let's do it. I feel like everyone knows their decision. No I, one's really that nervous. I think so, too. We're most likely going to do a... You know, we're talking shit about production, but we're <laughs> probably going to do our own decision day guesses to what's going to happen. So we decided, instead of covering this random episode next Wednesday, that we will actually be covering kind of a hodgepodge episode, if you will. So it's going to have our predictions, which we will knock out first... Just so if you're interested in that and you don't want to hear the rest of our rambling, you can kind of get that portion. But then we will be taking the five languages of love quiz. I thought it would be interesting to talk about kind of a little bit of our relationship. 
We took this quiz a few years ago, and I'm curious if anything has changed. Maybe we can give our own advice on what's worked for us. Not to say that's going to work for everyone. No, but no, no. And I'm not saying we're like the no, ideal no, couple no, in no, any no, way. Not at Just all. things that have worked. Yeah. Different things are going to work for different couples, but this is what works for us. So overall, that episode is going to be a very short maths prediction. Then it's going to be us talking about the podcast and then our relationship and then the quiz and then just kind of random stuff. So stay tuned. I hope you enjoy. It's going to be a little bit different than the usual show. Okay, now do you want to go in? Yeah, let's do it. Okay. The first thing I wanted to discuss. Why did Michael do his diary cam fresh off a workout? Sweating profusely. I'm not, I'm not exactly sure when this was filmed, but either his car, like he did work out, got into his car. His car is hot as shit because, you know, the sun is just straight on your yeah. car. Or, my man, can you wipe your face That's off? That's all I wanted. Before just, the diary the diary. You have recording? to have a shirt somewhere. Okay. Thing number two I wanted to bring up. We have never seen Isaac's throat tattoo again. Isn't that weird? Even in this point. So when did this tattoo happen? Did it happen after decision day? And that was a weird like self-filming that they just slid right into here. I, I feel like you and I need to like rewatch that scene and just take a photo and be like, we're not crazy. No, I saw multiple people talking about the, okay. the throat tat. Okay. So it's not just us. But I'll, I have no idea. This just proves the timeline is crazy, and they're pulling footage from all over the season to create their storylines. He got a temporary tattoo. I would die <laughs> if that's what it was. He's I would like, laugh I'm, so I'm, hard. I'm thinking about this. Let me see what that would be like. All right, let's jump into Lindsay and Mark. We get a scene that we did not need. The fertility test. That was weird. Do they just... Hey, we need you to do something wacky. Just do this. That's that's never fucking happened on this show. Why would two people that are hanging on by a thread be even considering children enough to order a fertility test and take it on camera? Is it rude if Mark was like, okay, well, you need to take a test? I feel like her uh, numbers are more critical in this equation than his. Right. Like, I need to know how many eggs you got. Like, I don't... Just something. Yeah. Because men can definitely have children a lot longer than women, basically for their entire lives. So I don't feel like we should have been that concerned about Mark. Well, I guess they were concerned because he took steroids in his 20s. I think everyone online was like, that is like one scene I could have just lived without my entire life. Because not only are we... We saw the whole life cycle of this test. We saw taking it out of the box. We saw... Why did, Some real fast, sexy time. Why did, I guess test, there's only so much you can do with that home test, but it reminded me of a COVID test. That, same thing. You don't look at it before 15 minutes. You, like, you, like, you look you, for your you, line. You dip it in a liquid, then you drop a, a little test strip. Put <laughs> your wait. six drops. Yeah. But I feel like for at home tests, like, there's only so much you can ask people to do. So yeah. they have to all be fairly and, similar. So we know he has lots of little sharks. Undetermined on Lindsay, but not needed at all like this it, related to it, nothing it, also it marks in his 40s Lindsay, i think don't quote me people but she's like 37 i don't know i guess if she really wanted kids this would be a huge you know a huge point in her decision i think they both want kids but i think it's so up and down and they don't even know if they're staying together why would you even take this step yeah i mean even if you just say yes on decision day if Later on, you took a test and said, hey, this is really important to me. Um, I kind of want a divorce. 
Mark meets with his friend to talk about how things have been going and the possibilities on decision day. It's revealed that Mark's mom is having a hard time and needs to be in a full-time care facility. We see a flashback of Lindsay speaking to Mark's mom about being depressed and how she needs to get help. I really wish, not that this was a storyline, but that we saw a little bit more of that versus a fertility test, for example. So we saw a very short clip of Lindsay helping Mark clean out either his grandmother's or his mom's apartment. And I'm sure that was a very big deal for them, especially since Mark's attached to everything. And then we see the phone call that Lindsay has with Mark's mom. And then that's it. That could have, we could have expanded on that. And that directly relates to their relationship in terms of how attached Mark is to everything. But no, we had to have a fertility test. I'm just, I'm trying to put myself in someone's shoes and like how they're feeling. And at the moment, like if I had to get rid of my parents' shit, I would not care. But I, <laughs> I just be like, fuck all of that. You know, like you can take all of that shit. But I, I feel like maybe because I don't know if his grandma's still with us. I think they're both still. Okay, okay. Yeah. They made it seem uh, okay. like they might not be, but I'm pretty yeah, sure yeah, they, they are. They just, it, looked, it was like a sad scene. So I wasn't really sure, but he's in such a place in his life where. You know, either, you know, grandma's only got so much time left. My mom's needs a lot of help. I'm not sure how much time she's going to have left. Maybe certain things that belong to them mean more. I think he's hanging on to that time in his life. Oh, I see. Like she says in a later part of the episode, like, I don't want to live in the past. I'm not competing with the past. Do you think you 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 kind of side with Lindsay on, like, let's say I wanted to keep stuff for my fam. Like early on, would you be like, no, like we need to start fresh. I'm super sentimental, so I think I would give you a lot of wiggle room there. Like, of course, we can't keep everything, but I think some items are totally fine. I think what got you in that conversation was that it didn't seem like they could compromise. No, there is no compromise. We'll get to that. But let me, let's stick with the friend. Hang on to that thought, because I know I can tell where you're going with it. Yeah. Kind of the long story short of this conversation is... His friend stresses that Mark should judge based on the most recent time points. Right, to see the growth. Yes. Mm-hmm. But I think that's really hard to say considering they have not had one good week. And the bad has been really bad. Would his friends still have this same advice for him if he saw the footage of the bowling alley? If he saw the footage of the couple's retreat? I, I don't know if I'm telling my friend to hang in there it is and to kind, not give it, it up. It is kind of amazing that... Do you think they've had the most intense blowups out of all yes. the couples? Yes. It's amazing that they've been through that, but they've had moments where, for example, I mean, Lindsay helping them essentially clear out a whole home. Like, that's yeah. a pretty big effort. But she loves being the one that he has to count on. Do you think this is more to do, you know, that's another uh, receipt? You can keep. Yes, it's a receipt that she's going to keep. She's going to throw in his face. She's going to use it as ammo. Absolutely. It's she loves helping him so that she can say she helped him so that she can be the savior. Some couples are hinting at some stuff for decision day on this episode. I don't believe any of it. You know, they're told to. Oh, no, I feel like there some things they let slide that they shouldn't have. Okay. Mark says he needs to know what it's like to be without her, but he's been without her for 40 years. So I don't, I don't know. Then Lindsay talks to her work wife. They both agree and describe Mark as white bread. Plain, but classic. 
This scene must have been long as shit because I swear when it started, it was like there was sun out and it was pitch black. Yep. At the end of the scene. I bet they reshot stuff so much or kept having them ask questions. Lindsay said it something interesting, which I fully don't agree with. She says that Mark is not willing to compromise. Describes him as an only child. It's Mm. always what he wants. Right. I can't take that seriously. Everything so far has been about what she wants, him not giving it to her, and then her blow up. She ends the conversation by saying Mark will be her first husband, but might not be her last. Yeah, see, this, this is one of the points I'm trying to make is like all these little like snide comments or, you know, alluding to saying goodbye to pets. I'm like, wait a minute, why are you saying goodbye to the pet if you're kind of leaning towards staying? It kind of makes me think that, you know, you're not coming back. I felt like most people were a dick to their partner when they were leaving. Just saying shitty things. Which sucked. We'll get to the other couples, but some were pretty harsh. Then we have a scene of Lindsay and Isaac speaking together. And I think this was more interesting than either Lindsay or Mark's section with their friends. Everyone online was like, oh my god. Elijah one. They're the same person. Excuse me. Isaac and Lindsay giving each other advice. They talk about the negatives within their partner. Because, you know, they're perfect. Lindsay says her issue is trust. Mark does not trust her, and Mark does not choose to go to her with information first. I think that's very fine and valid. Your reactions are so intense, you cannot be trusted. He cannot be vulnerable with you. You never know how Lindsay is going to react, what she's going to pick out to react to, and what she's going to throw in your face. Well, you remember that scene when Mark was talking to, was it Michael, at that get-together? Stumbling downstairs, and Isaac was taking her back upstairs. Well, she was coming down to fight with him. Right, but I'm like, well, in that moment, like, I don't really know if he wants to pour out his emotions to you. Like, he's trying to talk to his friend and, like, kind of vent. Like, I mean... That's, there's certain moments where it's, I don't know, like, he feels like he needs someone else to talk to, not you. I think any situation where he is having a serious issue with Lindsay, he can't tell Lindsay. Because then it turns into, right. you're not being consistent, you're not listening to me, you're not feeling what I'm feeling, and then he gets drowned out again. Isaac says the negative aspect of Katina is her lack of life experience. And again, if you have lived differently than Isaac, you haven't lived. I can't vibe with Isaac because I just, I don't know, man. Like, I've I've been in the military. I've traveled. But because the next person has only lived in, like, let's say they grew up in one city. Like, I'm not going to say, like, oh, you're not, like, well-versed in life. That's just something I don't do to people. And it's interesting that he doing that to his partner. Also, for someone saying they're so traveled or cultured or whatever the fuck, he, like, drank out of the fucking wine serving glass. What that the was, fuck? This morning, I was sitting at my desk, and I was just cackling thinking about it. I was just, this man just thinks he's the top of the top. Shoving a huge piece of steak in your mouth and washing it down with a wine crab. All right. <laughs> Going back to Lindsay and Isaac. This is the only time I have really liked Lindsay and rooted for everything she was saying. She called Isaac out on wanting Katina to work at home, work outside, and she did not let him minimize Katina's working from home. I did enjoy that she said, that's a lot of work. Like, I think a lot of folks kind of feel that way, right? They're used to either working with their hands, working with their body, yeah. going like going to a location yes. to work, physically working. Like like going so a site doing something versus folks that working from home, 
it's like a different type of exhaustion. It's like a mental. I'm exa- mentally exhausted. It's like at a the mental end of the day. exhaustion. And I'm not saying folks that go to sites or do whatever they don't get mentally exhausted. Physically exhausted. Yeah, yeah. I mean, for them, they might get physically and mentally exhausted. I yeah. don't know, uh, depending on their environment. But it's just different. But he's not willing. Yeah. To accept that it's different and that both matter and both are important. It's just what he does is important right. and what she does is not important. To invalidate someone's work, I don't like that. And I did like that Lindsay called him out on it, essentially. Lindsay suggests a meal delivery service to sort of make it a date night. Isaac said, no, I'm not here to be a teacher. Alrighty then. Oh my god, I feel like half of this episode was Lindsay and Mark, so I'm sorry that I'm continually talking about them. But later in the episode, we see Mark take Lindsay to his grandmother's apartment so that they could have dinner together. He willingly ate sushi, proud of him, and he was talking about how basically he wouldn't mind moving in there. Did you notice a lot of the sushi rolls are fried? No. A lot of them were I just noticed there was like an abundance of it. Yeah. Let's go out for sushi soon. That sounds good. That sounds really bomb. (laughs) Could you kind of feel like somehow this was going to go south in one way? Of course. She made it very clear in the previous episode that she does not want to live in a previous home that he grew up in. She doesn't want to live in his past. Are they kind of in a situation where Mark's grandma is going to pass his house down to him? It kind of sounds like it's an option to maybe buy her out or something like that. I find it so interesting that Lindsay doesn't understand that she is also living in the past. She always says that Mark says things that trigger her, that trigger her past and her mother. But we can never bring that up, talk about it, or have that be a point because we can only talk about Mark. Why do you think that doesn't come up? I mean, is this something that like Mark doesn't pick up on? Something he just doesn't want to talk about because it'll you know start another argument? That's what it is. Going back to Lindsay saying, well, he never comes to me with his problems. He doesn't trust me. It's because he can't trust the reaction and he can't be vulnerable with her. Mm. No one's going to ever bring that up because there's no experts anywhere and we're not going to talk about that. And we're never going to talk about the bowling alley ever again. I cannot believe we have never revisited that. Probably one of the most explosive items that happened on this season. It's interesting. Of all the flashbacks or things people talk about or things they've experienced within their relationships in the past, arguments they've had, they never bring this one up. No. And they, they mentioned Mark's family a lot, but in that moment, in that bowling alley, she made fun of every part of this man's existence. Yep. Even his mother. I can't believe they never brought it up again. No. If this is not on the reunion, I might have to boycott. Like You want to see Mark view that audio. I want everyone to view that, and I want her to be accountable for that. Oh, That's I what see. I want. I Oh, wow. More than anything... Any accountability for these massive blowups she has is what I want. Let's also play the couple's retreat. What does she have to say about that? Because again, the next day, everyone just kind of covered for her. Yeah, she got food poisoning, but somehow no one else did. And now we have to cover her cooking shift. And we all just moved on. But she never takes accountability. When she does apologize, it's this half-ass, sorry for what I said last night, take me to the ER. Okay, cool. I, I can guess what your decision on them is going to be. What? It's going to be a hell no for both of them. No, they're both going to say yes. What? Yeah. They're trauma bonded together. Hell no. Yes. Hell no. <laughs> we'll see. We'll save it for next week's episode. Predictions. Oh my God. We got to put a little food bet on this. 
Oh, we can do a dinner bet. Yeah, we should do a dinner bet. Okay. Moving on to Noi and Steve. I think Noi is losing fans. She's so annoying. Like, I'm sorry. I think, honestly, okay, I think in the beginning, everyone was super down with Noi. I think she's just kept, just keeps going downhill. Yeah, because I was so pro Noi at the beginning. I was like, look, cool, clubber girl, alter ego, living your best life. You know, it's funny. We still haven't seen that alter no. ego. Who's noisy? Does she exist? Was this made up because they needed to give her something to be interested? I don't, something- think, I don't think we've ever seen Noi wear a wig. No. I thought Noi was overall pretty annoying this episode. When she was talking to her friend about her relationship, she admits that she still doesn't do things around the apartment, but... She voices her appreciation more to Steve for what he does. She really had nothing to say other than bashing his lack of job and that's it. I still hate that this is an issue considering we already know that he pays three quarters of the bills. Yes. It blows my mind that it's an issue. She says she needs proof and action, but I feel like... Doing all the house duties and still, what did he say? Contributing like four times as much? I feel like those are actions and those are tangible things. Let's just say Steve's got a a ton of money in the bank. He just saved up a bunch of money. He's got stocks. He's got whatever. Do you think he's been reluctant to show her the numbers? Yes. Because I feel like if, let's just assume he, he had a lot in the bank, maybe that would sort of ease her tension with things. Oh, man. Do you think he's pulling a Bilal? He's not going to reveal what he has until he knows she's true. I kind of want to say yes. Okay, here's another theory. Is it a production-made storyline? Like, they really have no issues, and they're saying, this is your issue, and drag it out. Oh. Because what if he, he's very open, and he's is a that, great is that communicator. A theory? Is that a theory? That's my theory. That's your Okay. <laughs> That's my theory. Because otherwise, they're totally fine. They don't have problems. And I can't see Steve keeping that information from her. He's so open about everything. He's a great communicator. I just don't see him keeping mm. her in the dark when that's their only problem. Right. You think he might as well, like, I'm tired of arguing about this. Like, here's my financials. Yes. Stop getting on me about this. Yes. This is how much I made last year. The, you know, whatever it is. Hmm. So I'm just saying. Keep that in the back of your mind. This might be a completely fake storyline. Also, is this the first episode where they actually told you his official title was as a sales no. engineer? No. I, I love how they changed his title to former sales engineer. <laughs> they did on his little tag. I want to have to do some simple research on generic uh, sales engineer salaries in Boston. Just want to touch on it really quick. The woman that came to Stephen Noy's apartment is not Steve's friend. She works at James Allen. This was an ad, and Steve is getting a free ring out of this. Let's be clear. This was a product placement. Also, I would not allow Steve to give her this ring. Put it in your pocket. Stop it. I feel like everyone read into this immediately. Yeah, like it, was, it, was, it, was, it was real obvious. On this website, James Allen. Uh, I can what? pick this band, and I would like the clarity to be this. Look at all the customization and options I have. She would really like this. Okay. Noi likes to say, like, she's always worked so hard. She's a hustler, blah, blah, blah. Uh, If anything, Steve's a fucking hustler if he gets a free ring out of this. (laughs) That's true. Also, just to put it out there, I did my basic internet research. And the median income for a sales engineer in Boston 
is a hundred and twenty thousand. Pretty good. And if my boy's living for four if years. my boy's living out of his van, he ain't paying a lot for rent. Mm-hmm. I feel like for four years, he's probably pulling six figures. And then you also have to realize, like, while they were not hugely successful, he did sell a couple apps. Yeah, and, you know they weren't great, but you probably got a good chunk of money from them. At dinner together, they talk about not living together again. My question is, why can't Steve move into Noy's apartment? Yes, it's tiny, but this man was living out of a van. I don't think he would mind a studio. That way, Noy doesn't have to give up anything, and she can kick him out if this doesn't work. Like, that, it's on her terms. That, that was my initial thought of that studio looked really, really small. I just don't feel like he comes with a lot of baggage, and his mom's in town. You could just store a bunch of stuff there. Also... See, this is where I'm a dick. I get it. It's your little humble abode. You made it your own. You got cool memories there. In my mind, I'm like, I'm not going to miss this fucking studio. It is little as shit. I, yeah, exactly. I understand her wanting this independence, and it's something that she obtained by herself. But, okay, again, you're going to think I'm a dick too. She obtained it because she had to, because she broke up with the guy that she moved to Boston for who she was presumably living with. But I feel you on the Steve thing. I mean, he, he was living in a van, so him moving to a studio is probably, it's fine. probably okay. Yeah. I'm so torn on them. I just feel like this isn't real drama. Well, I think I, I'm starting to lean like you're right, because even though they have these, I'm doing air quotes here, these arguments, they might cuddle the most out of any couple yeah. for having some kind of argument or some kind of tension When they're cuddling, talking about decision day, Noi says, if you say no on decision day, that's also saying no to sushi. And honestly, a selling point for me. I don't have to take care of this dog. I don't got to pick up this poop. Dope. I love how they showed a flashback of, so you going to walk sushi? She's like, I'm busy. I'm working. (laughs) Yeah. And it goes back to, uh, what did you do when we weren't together? And my point exactly. Steve asks, If you could have changed one thing during this process, what would it be? She doesn't answer and deflects to him. And he says that he would have gotten a job and just eaten the pasta. (laughs) He's got jokes. Oh my God, this is some bullshit. Huh? He asked her first. Yeah. He asked her first if there's anything you would change. And she immediately turns it back on him. Yes. And and she never answers. He tried to bring it up again. And she again deflects back to him. She doesn't have to answer this at all. Then she says... Is there anything you would like me to have done differently? I'm like, he just fucking asked you. Just answer the question. Yeah. She never answered the question. No. It was so stupid. Also, you hate that she can't look at him. She can't look at anyone when she's speaking and it drives me crazy. She's darting her eyes all over. She doesn't open her mouth and she loves rolling her eyes. Also, she says like at the beginning and end of every sentence and that drives me crazy. Someone's going to make a montage of every time we said like. (laughs) Oh, it would be horrible. Later in the episode, Noi says that Steve is still counting things. And he's still making sure that things are 50-50. And I can't take that seriously. So, because she's working, he has to do the cooking, cleaning, grocery shopping, laundry, taking care of sushi, taking him out. But you're saying that he wants it to be 50-50 and he's keeping track of every little thing just because he mentions that he would like to split some of the house duties? Not fair. Steve seems like a down-to-earth guy. 
I imagine he was thinking when he got married, he's like, oh, I want this marriage where like we're both helping out, we're both doing stuff. But it just so happens that he doesn't have a job now, and his partner's like, well, you should be doing all that stuff, but you don't have a like job. Like everything else. Right, right. I don't even think that's 50-50. But Noi, uh, I don't understand. So so Steve gets a job. Are you just going to flip like a switch and be like, okay, now we're going to have to split these duties? I, I guess. I guess that's the plan. But also it's a weird mindset because she says she like loves her independence in like her studio and I'm like well well they're not gonna live together no i know but so she has to go back to doing those things no what i yeah what i mean is like that's kind of like in your workflow like in your daily life like you just like do certain things around no steve is gonna come over make her meals cook do her laundry and then go home oh no that's how i assume this is gonna work if we're not living together i'm not taking care of your fucking dog either (laughs) isaac and katina can I just say, throughout the whole episode, every single Isaac scene just raised my blood pressure. Nothing good happened. Everything he said was a joke. He really thinks he's the gift to this world. His energy kind of bugs me. He, I don't know, though. Like, I'm a Leo, and I, I thought we're supposed to have, like, leader energy. Oh, man. What is, Leon what is, what is, what is a I, Leo. What is Isaac? I bet he's a Leo, too. I don't know, maybe that's why I can't vibe with him. <laughs> Too many Leos. <laughs> no, you're a low-key Leo. Like, you're super humble and no one would think it, but <laughs> you're a Leo. <laughs> that's funny. Isaac is meeting with his old coach to talk about decision day. Now we're going back again to his life decisions. And since he has already completed school, he says, whoever I'm with, I don't want to hear anything about school. What's, why? Uh, why is that bad? Why is does, education does, bad? I feel like Isaac's missing the whole... There's like this whole concept of like a growth mindset, right? You're always learning. I feel like that's totally yes, gone like by. Yes, like be a lifelong learner. Yeah, lifelong learner. I feel like that's totally missed him or something. He's like, nah, I don't, I don't want to learn nothing. No no school. No, no, edu- no more education. <laughs> so in your field, there's constant continuing education. There's certifications. If she was in IT and had things like that to where she would need to buckle down for two weeks, a month, six months to study, would he look down on that because she's furthering her career? Yeah, depending on what field you work, I mean, the technologies or the tools you use might change every couple of years. And I'm not just talking about just IT, like maybe in the medical field, maybe there's new science new new tools that have been invented like you I mean, have procedures are always changing yeah like procedures like you have to always learn things or, or like maintain things like i don't i have no idea even him like he's like a like a water treatment engineer specialist some kind of city mm-hmm. water yeah. thing unless that field is just never changing there must be advances in like treatment of water or more efficient yeah. activities like i don't i don't know where he's come from with this whole like don't don't come at me with learning Also, I feel like learning from your partner or being a teacher in some aspects to your partner is not a negative thing. What's the whole concept of like growing together? Exactly. And building a home together and building a life together. You're you're not going to be on the same page on every little thing. And that can't be the expectation. So he wants someone that's already just grown. Just at some level of grown. Well, you already have to have your career. Right. You got to have babies in two years. While working, you have to be done with school. You have to have at least a bachelor's degree. Yeah, would, do you think he'd be okay if she had an associate's degree and that's it? I guess. I don't think he would. You don't think so? No. She had an associate's and her career was already kind of in flight? I think he would. 
No. You think he would judge her for having an associate? Yes, associates? for just having an associate's while he has a bachelor's. <sighs> oh, Isaac. Then we don't see Jasmina meet with anyone. Not is that, fair. Is that weird? Yes, I bet she did and they cut it out. Because they were probably talking mad shit about Isaac. Do you remember right after the wedding when she met up with her friends again? In their interview, they said, we don't like him. Oh, I see. So they were probably... You're on to something. Yeah, I bet they met. I bet they didn't like how... They, being the producers, didn't like how the conversation went. They cut it to make it seem... To build the drama, to build the tension before decision day. When really, what if there were some revelations in that conversation? See, I don't know. I really wanted to see what these friends were going to say. And we got nothing. Wouldn't that be made for better TV, though, if they included it? I mean, let, let, let's say let's say they were just spitting out a whole bunch of cons about Isaac. And, you know, then you set up the shot of her like, oh, I'm so conflicted. I don't know what my decision's going to be. You know, on one, on one side, I like him. But or, my friends are telling me, like, he's a piece of shit. You know, like. Okay. Or did it go the <laughs> other way and she was just super ride or die for him. So you could tell she was going to say yes oh, on decision I day. I see. And so they just cut that. Gotcha. Oh. God, even if she was at her die, I feel like production could have sort of molded it into some other With way. how they love yeah, to edit yeah, things. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like that storyline could have still been there. On their last date before decision day, this was just Math's gold. The drinking out of the wine carafe, shoving steak in his mouth. Like the fattest piece of steak, yeah. bro. Like, can you use a knife? He wouldn't even let her finish her own sentence about her own feelings. Just cutting her off left and right. You're feeling stronger, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just let her talk. Then he finishes it with, no matter what the decision is, there is no regret. Stop. Why do you you have to say that? Later on, we see Isaac teaching Katina how to brush her teeth. Again, there was not a scene this episode with Isaac that did not piss me off. Just let this woman brush her teeth. Just get away from her. Is this this a thing couples do to be cute? Because that's not cute. I do judge you for your brushing when we're in the bathroom together. I brush fucking gross. Aggressive. Aggressive. You're hurting yourself. (laughs) Like, like, no one needs to look at me while I'm brushing my teeth. (laughs) No. Isaac asks... How would you feel if you ended up single tomorrow? Why would you ask this? That's some weird, that's some weird energy, Why? man. That's You're, some yes, weird energy. Exactly. You're putting out that energy and creating this environment. Katina says that she would be sad. She would be hurt. And I feel like he likes hearing that. Disgusting. He says, uh, yeah, I'd be sad, but it's part of the process. I'd be bothered, but I'd overcome it and be okay. Cool. So yeah, just going to live your best life. And then, <laughs> because you're female, you know, like, you know what I'm saying? That was fucking gross. And no, no, no. Enlighten me. What are you saying? What does that mean? What are, what's wrong with me being a female? That was pretty gross. See? Every so he's in, scene so he's, pissed me off. So he's insinuating that women are more sensitive. So yeah, depending more emotional. On, depending on how I answer, it would impact you more than it would impact me. I would be, you'd be crushed without me. Yeah, because I'm a man, I can deal with these situations better. Yep. Yeah. He finishes the scene with, no matter what the decision is tomorrow, I want you to know I truly care about you. I don't want you to make a decision based on what other people will think. You deserve what is best for you. Be selfish. I'm going to be selfish. I have to do what's best for Isaac. Thanks. 
he always comes with this like super powerful energy. He thinks he's an alpha male, but that's. Mm, mm. I mean, hey, he's you know speaking into existence, acted into existence, whatever you got to do. It's that's his game. I guess, but the his way or no way is is real old, real fast. Basically, there was a softer way to say the same to get the same message across, but that's just not his mo. Like it's always aggressive. Absolutely everything that he said in that scene did not need to be said. He's completely playing with her. I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like there's a way he could have said, I'm very happy to have met you. You're a fantastic person. Hey, tomorrow on decision day, you know, make the best decision for you. See you tomorrow. You know, so that is like a way. Oh, soft- you mean you shouldn't have been like, because hey, you're female. No, 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 <laughs> okay. no, 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 no. I see what I mean. Like there's two <laughs> totally different approaches to get the same message across. And he's like, you got to be selfish because I'm going to be selfish. <laughs> okay. Can we not have every conversation be like we're in a football game huddle? Now the heartbreaker, Michael and Jasmina. I got some thoughts on this. <sighs> it's just exhausting. This, this Jasmina's doing a real good job of keeping this going. Well, uh, do you remember when they voted her the best liar? Whoa. She's been lying this whole time. She's been really good. Yeah. At keeping it going. Yep. Michael went to eat with his sister and his newest family member, his cute little niece. Let me just say, the food looked amazing. The advice they give Michael is to sit with yourself and to think about what you're willing to compromise. And I think that's good advice. Really think about what you're willing to give up. I, I don't know. Because I they mean, would be giving up intimacy pretty much. Well, that's what I mean. I'm like, what's he giving up? I mean, damn, they're not doing anything. No, nothing. Then Jasmina video chats with her friend. Jasmina says that she feels more connected to Michael, but the feelings still have not come. She acknowledges that she knows Michael doesn't want to make her uncomfortable, but why hasn't she done anything on her end then? She knows that he is being incredibly respectful, but she is not giving him any signs or holding his hand or giving him a kiss. So as much as she says the feelings aren't there and that she wants him to do something, she is doing nothing. When they go salsa dancing together, Jasmina says that this is the Michael that she wants to see every day. And that feels fake because uh, Michael's just being Michael. I, I'm not buying it. I think My- Michael's, I think he, overall he's a really kind person and yes. he just happened to match your energy in this relationship, which I think really put essentially a stop in any intimacy progressing she's really cold i keep going back to her only having long distance relationships you don't gotta touch you don't have to be very intimate i'm sure michael hasn't dated someone like jasmina or someone that was well i mean you also probably wouldn't date someone that's not attracted to you so that's this is kind of like a weird (laughs) this is kind of this is a weird situation they're in Imagine in Michael's case, it must be really weird to be in that situation. I I think it's uncomfortable. Okay, off topic just a little bit for a second. Can we talk about how horribly set up this dinner was after the salsa class? The smallest table in the world, two see-through chairs that were not the correct height for the table. I don't know what it is, but I think see-through chairs are fucking gross. (laughs) Too many butt cracks? Like, why? I, I don't know. <laughs> I think it, maybe it's too much exposure or something. Also, the, the table looked really high. And or, tiny. Not really high, but, like it was just, but it was just higher 
It's like they had a cocktail table and they just rolled it in. That was the only table they had. Yeah. I hated it. I hated the whole setup. Like they were both slouching and the table was like at their chest. (laughs) During this conversation, they both essentially say that while they care for each other and their best friends, that they are not in this to be best friends only. Man, I loved them when I first saw them. Definitely. At the wedding, I was like, yes, this is the couple I am rooting for. I think they were, man, I really have to listen to the first episode, our first recordings, but I feel like I thought they're they're totally going to make it. Yeah. Wow. Then Jasmina is packing for decision day and she's excited. She is not nervous at all. And she packed all of her dressers. There was nothing left in those. This girl was walking out with three bags, some old exercise box <laughs> equipment thing. Old girl is not coming back. I, yeah. I think she's she was not, real happy to go back home. Not coming back. Also, did you notice she didn't have her dog with her? Or did she? And I just didn't see him. Oh, she he might have just been out of the frame. I think yeah, she was he, holding a leash. He might have been out of the frame. Okay, I was going to say, Mr. Feeney's been home for weeks. And she goes <laughs> like every day and hangs out with him. Just to get away from the apartment. Yeah, that's what I was going to mention in in those packing scenes. Some folks just walk out with, say, a gym bag, which you said, oh, that's perfectly normal for an overnight. night. Some folks walk out with what it seems like everything they own. I just thought of this. Were only the women leaving the apartment? Well, no, because in one scene, it almost seemed like it was Elijah on Like, they were both leaving. Oh, okay, I think you're right. I was yeah. just confused because I saw all the women yeah, no, cause leaving. I, cause I when Jasmina and Michael were in the bed talking, I thought they were holding hands for a split second, and they were definitely not. It was Jasmina, and right? boy, you can read into this. Jasmina was holding her own hand right. and had her hands yeah. interlocked, yeah. clasped together yeah. to not even give Michael a chance. She's not opening up her body. Read into that body language. You're holding your own hand. You're closed off. You are not giving an opportunity or an opening for someone to do anything, to make a connection. Well, she... um. At this point, she's probably decided and she doesn't even want that to happen. Yeah, she doesn't want to lead him on because yeah. she already knows. Think about that, everyone. Then we have a really unnecessary scene of flag football. When you only have eight weeks to figure out if you're going to stay in a relationship, let's get some good therapy sessions going. Let's get some good expert advice. The the team picking was dumb, but I really wanted cross-couple teams. We just ended up up with two couples against two couples. Nope, because everyone knew you had to be with your partner. Someone's going to be mad. Damn it. You can't Uh, do it. I'm trying to get one partner tackling the other partner. (laughs) Mark strained his hammy, and it was real intense. Yo, Lindsay was going in on this man. Drink your water. Drink your water. Drink your water. Well, I know you're uh, dehydrated. Why is she on him about his hydration level? I don't know. Tell Michael tried to play the peacekeeper. He's like, hey, you know, no matter... No matter what happens, you know, let's be cordial. You know, let's get together. <laughs> they probably shot that scene for so long. Because how do you... They probably give them talking points or, hey, Steve, ask the group how they're feeling. You think so? Yeah, it's super set up. Oh, you think they're just coming up with these group questions on their own? No I, way. I feel like after being around cameras, they're probably on a... Not a schedule, but like a, just a, a wave of just... Hey, the cameras are here. Let's 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 talk. Let's. I don't think it's natural at all. Interesting. Everyone took their turn talking. No, 
No, no, no. Pass the stick around. Okay, Katina, it's your turn. Say something. Bring the group in. (laughs) Yeah. Anything else? No, I'm just, I'm excited for next week's episode. Uh, Please tune in. We're going to record our predictions and maybe shitty relationship advice. I don't know. (laughs) But yes, stay tuned. All right. Thank you all for listening. I hope you have a good weekend. Be safe. Stay healthy. And we'll talk to you soon. Bye. Bye.